Lately, especially within the newer generations, polyamory is becoming a much more common practice, a much more common relationship structure. What is polyamory? Literally translated, it means many love. Most of the time, this implies having intentional, intimate, emotional, and or romantic, and or sexual relationships with more than one partner at the same time. This being the case, all relationships in the individual's life are technically open. There are many forms of polyamory, and each one of these forms comes with its own unique sets of upsides and downsides, but in today's episode, we're going to look at some of the main upsides and downsides, gifts and challenges of polyamory in general. First, let's start with the downsides or challenges of polyamory. One, polyamory does not get you away from relationship dysfunction. No matter what relationship arrangement you happen to be engaged in, you are still dealing with people. This means you'll still be dealing with things like incompatibility and with people's relationship opposing patterns. Two, you cannot undo thousands of years worth of programming for monogamous relationships and therefore the issues that programming creates when trying to live a polyamorous lifestyle. To give you just two examples, uh, let's say we've been completely programmed into our self-esteem being about being chosen by someone to be their one and only. This makes it so that even when we choose a polyamorous lifestyle, we will experience a self-esteem dip when someone chooses more than just us. Or, for example, we've been programmed to believe that we only have relationship security when we're someone's only sexual partner. Exclusivity is currently what we base our security on. Exclusivity is what people derive a sense of significance and specialness from. The very structure of monogamy is what we have built our relationship security on. So even when you choose a polyamorous lifestyle, you will experience deep insecurity. Being polyamorous means working on every single layer of programming so as to feel good and feel secure in a structure that we have been programmed to believe is completely insecure and even bad and wrong. This means polyamory implies constant self-work, and the reality is that this social programming for monogamy can make polyamory so hard and so painful that it is easier and even preferable for people to simply go back into the monogamous structure of relationship. It's something that we are now rewired for, and it's a structure that we understand. Three, we live in a mononormative world. Society doesn't immediately change with the times. Human society is currently based on monogamous relationship. Monogamy is assumed. Choosing multiple partners is still seen as immoral, and this mononormative mentality creates tons and tons of pain. There could be real consequences for deciding to live a polyamorous lifestyle. Things like conflict, pain, and loss of relationships with people and groups who don't support it, uh, being treated like a threat, being legally unprotected, being unable to legally marry more than one partner, uh, non-monogamy being considered adultery in many places, regardless of whether it is consensual or not, which, by the way, comes with some very serious ramifications. Some other things are people not acknowledging or recognizing the significance of a breakup or a death that you experience with a partner because... You have other partners. Um, home denials and evictions and other home-related issues. Why? Because houses and housing laws are built around the nuclear family and around monogamy. Uh, how about getting fired or experiencing career challenges because of it? Custody battles, being unable to bring more than one uh, partner to social functions and events. 
especially when they're really important. It's a big problem. Risking your social status, medical discrimination, being denied access to partners in hospital settings, no longer seeing yourself represented in culture. Now, the reality is that all of this can create a sense of being separated from society, being marginalized, uh, not belonging, being unsafe, being alone with no one to turn to, and, of course, this feeling that other people are against you. Four, it increases the complexity of your relationship life. Polyamory is a very intense lifestyle that can become very time-consuming. There's nothing simple about polyamory. The things that you would do with one person to make one relationship work, you need to do with several people. You're juggling multiple people and their feelings and needs. Being polyamorous comes with community drama. Most polyamorous dynamics are full of gossip and complex relational behaviors. It can increase the potential for conflict. On top of this, one element of complexity that is often overlooked is that in most polyamorous arrangements, everyone in a polycule is in some kind of relationship with each other. This means that you can't just break up with a partner and go your separate ways. They have a close relationship with everyone else. So you will be around them, and you will see them, whether you like it or not. And setting a boundary not to puts everyone else in the situation, in the middle, and in a difficult situation. Complexity can either be life-enriching or crushing pressure, depending on the many different factors of your life. If you want the benefits of polyamory, it will come with the downsides of drama and complexity. Five, the polyamory community is full of amazing people who are masters of relationship. But guess what? It's also full of people who are superbly relationally dysfunctional and who use non-monogamy as a way to be able to live their dysfunctionality rather than to change it. For example, people who want to take zero responsibility for another person's needs and feelings can gravitate towards a polyamorous lifestyle because they feel they can have relationships without being relied on. And people with an avoidant attachment style can gravitate towards polyamorous lifestyles because they can more easily avoid those feelings of enmeshment. And people for whom sex is an addiction can gravitate towards a polyamorous lifestyle because they have a potentially endless supply, etc. Six, jealousy and insecurity are serious issues in polyamorous relationships. Some of this, of course, is due to what we make things mean because of our monogamous programming, rather than what it inherently does mean. But the reality is that you will be confronting enhanced issues of jealousy and enhanced issues of relationship insecurity in polyamorous relationships. The normal go-to solutions to creating security and decreasing jealousy in relationships apply only to monogamous relationships and by definition, oppose the practice of polyamory. Because currently, instead of relying on the quality of the relationship itself and the conduct of the other person or people to derive a sense of security from, people rely on the structure of monogamy itself to be what gives security and helps people avoid jealousy. Seven, the potential of preventing growth and improvement. When we commit to one person, we have the potential to prevent growth and keep each other stuck by simply adapting to and finding ways to cope with the other person's behavior so as to maintain the relationship no matter how dysfunctional, right? Longevity is not necessarily an indication of a healthy relationship, but it can actually work the other way as well. We also have the potential to grow and become more and to involve and improve together because the relationship requires that we do so in order to stay together. If we just bounce out, the minute that things get hard, the path of growth and change does not occur. 
even if we aren't necessarily bouncing out, but instead just simply are adding someone else, we may be preventing that growth by doing so. For example, in a monogamous relationship, let's imagine that one person is emotionally unavailable. They may need to work to become emotionally available. This may be something that greatly benefits their life and causes the relationship to become deeper and closer and better. But if you simply add an additional partner who is emotionally available from the get-go, that growth and depth in the relationship, that original relationship, may never occur. Eight, a serious lack of assistance for relationship problems. For polyamorous people, there is a shortage, if not a total absence, of role models. There are hardly any relationship therapists that are in fact trained to deal with poly relationships and all of those dynamics. And so most traditional relationship advice literally does not apply. Almost every book that offers solutions for relationships is about monogamous relationships only. And the likelihood of getting shamed and discouraged from your polyamorous lifestyle when you do seek help is very, very high. So what this can lead to is this feeling of being the first to face a problem and of having to sort of piece things together to solve the problem on your own. There's essentially no guardrails for polyamorous relationship. <laughs> Nine, depending on the type of polyamory that you're engaged in, sexually transmitted infection is an increased risk, as is dealing with the fact that your sexual choices impact many people, not just one. And every person involved will have their own opinions and boundaries about it, making it quite complicated. 10. It is very easy to get stuck only socializing with your polycule. There's only so much time, and with multiple partners, each person needs some of that time. You can easily feel, let's say, maxed out socially with solely your polycule. With the complexity as well, it is all too easy to find yourself only spending time with those people and not expanding your social sphere. And this can also mean you end up with no monogamous people in your social network. 11. If the polyamorous arrangement isn't a closed-loop dynamic, it's very easy for energy and resources and value to be added to a person or to a relationship and to have it not come back in a beneficial energy exchange, but rather for that energy and those resources and that value to be given to someone else. For example, a person might pour themselves into really being there for one of their partners, only to have that person pour their energy into being there not for them, but for another one of their partners. This can easily create a self-serving setup where a person just takes. It can also create a setup where the energy exchange element in a relationship goes away because there's a resource and energy bleed. And in the lack of a good energy exchange, ultimately a relationship dissolves. And now let's look at some of the main upsides or gifts of polyamory. One, polyamory is a more natural relational style for a physical human but the structure of society has been set up completely around monogamy and the nuclear family, and people have been intensely programmed for that new structure. People born into society simply assume that society was set up this way because it's what's natural for people when it isn't, but really their wires have been crossed. And this causes what is natural to feel unnatural. When we switch from a foraging lifestyle to an agrarian lifestyle, and property ownership became the most important thing. The structure of society changed, and with it, our relationship practices. We are now completely programmed against polyamory. And you can't just undo this programming overnight. This programming makes what is natural feel bad to a person. But programming aside, okay, when a being lives in alignment with what is natural to them, their well-being increases. Two, more resources 
added support. <laughs> People in today's world are severely under-resourced. They've become more and more separate from each other and have gotten further away from the tribal structure or community structure which is natural to them. The problem with this is that one person cannot reliably provide all the needs that you have from other people. One person cannot offer us all the resources that multiple people can or that tribe once offered to us. When you include more people in your life, naturally, you have more resources. You have more people to solve a problem. You have more people to help out. You have more people to meet any one specific need you might have. You have more of a guarantee of availability. You have access to and support from people with varied skills. You end up more satiated, less having to fend for yourself, and in many ways more secure regarding your needs being met. Three, polyamory affords much more freedom. The restrictions that monogamous relationships require a person to comply to no longer reign supreme, and there is room for creative arrangements that accommodate for each person's unique personality and needs and desires and strengths and weaknesses. Four, the pressure on each person in the relationship goes down. There is more space for potential incompatibilities as well as bad days. This goes hand in hand with the last point, but in a monogamous relationship arrangement, quite often a person's one partner becomes their only source of security and their only source from which to get their needs met. This means if there are any relationship ruptures of any kind with that one person, or, you know, God forbid that person becomes ill or dies, suddenly we lose all of our sense of security in life and we are suddenly starved for our needs. Most of us live our lives in red zone level insecurity because of this. We are under-resourced and many of us are, let's say, chronically anxious in our relationships and in the world. We become desperate and furious with our partner when he or she can't reliably be there for us in the exact way that we need them to be. This means we put a lot of pressure on our monogamous partner. When a person has multiple partners, that red zone panic tends to go down because they're experiencing more abundance relative to their needs being met and thus feel more secure in that way. And because of this, there is much less pressure on the people in their life because of it. More room for bad days to happen without a compromise in the relationship. Much more room for finding truly creative arrangements that accommodate for incompatibilities that would make a monogamous relationship arrangement impossible. Five, polyamory is an absolute recipe for personal growth. Having multiple partners will force the exposure of your shadows, of your blind spots, of all your relationship baggage. It will force you to become good at communicating. It will force you to become aware. It will force you to master relationship skills. It will force you to define yourself. It is an aggressive path of growth and self-development. Six, the potential for an enhanced sense of security in life and in relationships. We've discussed how polyamory threatens security, but it can also work the other way as well. Think of how much more secure you would feel in life if you felt like you had a secure attachment to multiple people rather than to just one. And if you felt like there were many people committed to being there for you when you needed them rather than just one. To get a felt perception of this, imagine that you were a child growing up in a tribe and try to feel the security of knowing that if this person wasn't providing a sense of deep understanding, that person was. Or if this person wasn't providing protection, that person was. And if multiple people were there to provide the same thing, you would simply feel more of an abundance of that thing, and therefore less and less and less insecurity about it. Though polyamory challenges our sense of stability and security, it also has the potential to make us far more stable and far more secure.
Seven, people can be truly accepted and appreciated for what they are rather than end up in pain because of what they're not. In monogamous relationships, all the focus is on finding Mr. or Mrs. Right, someone who checks all the boxes. There's a great pressure to get a person to change to be what you want them to be. A great many people would be fabulous partners in one way and terrible partners in another, causing a person who's looking for a monogamous partner to write them off. But with polyamory, you can be with one person who is a fabulous partner in one way and another that is a fabulous partner in a different way. This opens the door for opportunity to enjoy someone because of what they are, rather than to suffer because of what they are not. It also prevents all people involved from falling into the trap of trying to be something that they aren't. And from that all-too-common negative self-esteem spiral that happens when you are not what someone wants or needs you to be. Eight, dynamic relationships that do not become stuck or stale. To generalize, in polyamorous relationships, people are consistently reappraising their relationships, and people are much more honest with each other. They're constantly working on things to make their relationships better. There's less coping going on and more proactive action to make changes in the relationship. Things do not let's say, fester, unresolved, in the way that they do in a monogamous relationship. Nine, way less assumptions, way more clear agreements. In monogamous relationships, people assume. They assume that they're on the same page with their partner and that they have the same vision as their partner and the same rules and boundaries and ideas of what's okay and not okay and what should happen as their partner does. Um, this results in disaster. In polyamorous relationships, rather than assuming, there is a lot of communication going on to get on the same page, lots of negotiating to establish clear and mutually agreed upon guidelines and boundaries so that all people involved can coexist in a mutually pleasing way, because a polyamorous lifestyle literally requires that. 10. Relationships that are based off of expanded love and inclusion. It is actually unhealthy that people's definition of love revolves around excluding others. And it is not true that love is a finite resource to divide up rather than one that can grow and grow. Polyamorous relationships don't operate according to the mentality of exclusion or scarcity around love and caring. In polyamorous relationships, love is not treated as a zero-sum resource, even if time and certain other resources are. 11. Expanded opportunities. Each relationship, especially each partnership, is a kind of opportunity for new and different things. Things like new and different resources, new and different things to learn, new and different experiences, etc. In monogamous relationships, people limit and cut off those opportunities for the sake of their primary relationship. A polyamorous lifestyle makes it so that you can take many more opportunities. Opportunities that may prove incredible for all people involved, not only you. It would be a wonderful thing if polyamory did not come with contrast. Alas, contrast is a fundamental part of this time-space reality. This means monogamy comes with gifts and challenges, and polyamory comes with gifts and challenges. And so it is important to look directly at that contrast so that you can choose what is truly right for you. Have a good week. Mm -hmm.